Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results, the podcast that can help you become a better partner in your family and a self-propelled leader with inner certainty in your business. Now, here's your host, Uwe Dockhorn. Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results. Let me start with an invitation for you before we dive in. This is a safe and neutral space here. The more open and honest you answer the questions that will come up to yourself, the more effective this will be for you. Sound good? Okay, here we go. Today I'm super excited to introduce you to Guy McPherson. How are you doing, um, Guy, and where are you hanging out right now? I'm doing great, Uwe. Uh, I am in Bend, Oregon in the United States. Excellent. Nice having you. It's really a pleasure having you here today. Likewise. Thank you. Great. So Guy McPherson is a husband, a father of two, and holds a doctorate in clinical psychology. He has spent the last several years studying the impact and treatment of trauma and early psychosis. In 2014, while working at a clinic in Northern California, assessing and treating young individuals with early psychosis, Guy founded the Trauma Therapist Project with the goals uh, of raising the awareness of trauma and creating an educational and supportive community for new trauma workers. The Trauma Therapist Project has now grown to include the Trauma Therapist Podcast, now being listened in to in more than 160 countries around the world, as well as Trauma Therapist uh, 2.0, an online membership community specifically dedicated to educating and inspiring trauma workers just starting out on their trauma-informed journey. Guy's focus currently is on creating a vibrant global community to support, educate, and inspire new trauma workers. What a remarkable mission, Guy, and so much needed in times like these. I feel it's really important what you do, so I'm very thankful that I can talk to you today. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me on. It's, it's an honor to be here. Thank you. So let's dive right into it. So who is your ideal client and what's the biggest challenge they face? So, you know, what I do is really, and what I've grown to, to really focus on doing is helping uh, new trauma therapists or, or therapists even with some experience, but who are just starting to learn about trauma, who uh, really want to learn about trauma and understand the importance of uh, kind of exploring their own self, their own unique qualities uh, in that journey and how integral that is. Mm. So is there, is there a challenge while doing that? Is that Yeah, th that's, that's a good question. The challenge is because a lot of times people get into this field, people become therapists and I think specifically people become uh, trauma therapists because they want to help. They want to mm -hmm. heal. They want to mm -hmm. fix. And what often happens and what certainly happened to me is that you focus so much on getting all this information and taking all this information in that oftentimes you, you neglect how important your role 
is mm-hmm. in that relationship. How important the therapist's role. And what I mean by that is, I mean specifically how important it is and crucial it is to look at your own trauma, your mm. own biases, your own fears. Because what often happens is, and inevitably will happen, is when you're working with someone, you're going to get triggered, right? Mm. You're going to, something's going to happen. And if you haven't done your own inner work or work, uh, or therapy, whatever, uh, you're not going to be able, you're going to be in the wrong room because you're going to be working on yourself. Right. You're not working on, on your patient, so to speak. So you're right. working on yourself. I get it. So, and what are common mistakes, um, you know, these students make when you're trying to solve that problem? Well, I think one of the common mistakes is, and again, I'm talking from experience, is, mm-hmm. you know, this, this, Uh, realization that it's not just about, well, in a sense it is, it's about the client you're working with, but Mm -hmm. one of the common mistakes is feeling as if, you know, the mirror is suddenly held up in front of you. Mm -hmm. And there's a mistake of thinking that you could kind of slip by, by not having, raising that self-awareness and doing that exploration. Oftentimes when therapists, you know, in school and uh, university, whatever, and they're training, they are oftentimes required to do their own therapy. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes that that stops and therapists get to the point where, again, there's this thirst for knowledge for how do I treat X trauma or how do I treat mm-hmm. Y trauma with particular interventions? And it becomes very difficult to on a continual basis want to do the really challenging work of dealing with your own traumas. And that's what happened to me. You know, when I was a young kid, I was bullied uh, when I was about 11 or 12. And some might say, oh, well, that's not trauma. Well, it was for me. And it really impacted the trajectory of my self-esteem, my self-awareness. And it wasn't really until I started doing the podcast and interviewing seasoned therapists that I really got to listen to how they did this inner work. And it really kind of invited me to kind of confront that even more. Mm. I, I totally can relate to that. So, and, and, you know, we all have kind of like these experiences. I'm not doing what I'm doing right now for over 12 years now. And of course, I, when I was 10 years old, I was sexually abused and never told anyone. So there was a traumatic experience. And so, and I overcame everything, all the negative outcomes. And so, and when I'm now working uh, with my clients, I totally have the sense of, oh, there's something more to it because I've experienced it. I walked through it. I had therapy. I was, you know, of course, in in a continuous personal development myself up to a point where I really started to help other people also with that. And so therefore, I can totally relate uh, to that issue here. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's admirable that that you did that and you continue to work through that. Um, and one of the other things here, Uwe, is that, mm-hmm. you know, not solely with people who've been traumatized, but mm. mainly with people who've been traumatized, they're longing for a, a, 
an authentic connection, a, a real connection, you know, and that doesn't happen when, you know, the therapist is simply worried about their interventions or their, what mm. technique they're going to use. Right. And again, that's what I was all about when I was first starting <laughs> out, you know, what do I need? What information do I need? What book do I need to read? What workshop do I need to read? That's going to help me become the best trauma therapist that I can become. And in mm. a sense, I was hesitant and kind of scared about simply mm. being myself and realizing and honoring the, the fact that, that that was good enough. Right. But, mm. you know, when we, when we encounter someone who we feel is just authentic and genuine, we know it, we feel it. Mm. And we are like, Oh my God, it's so refreshing. Mm. And so too in the therapeutic ses session. No, you're absolutely uh, right. So, and uh, it's, it's really, we're falling back to, we should fall back on our own experience with, you know, also the professional knowledge and experience, how to handle that and not just only see the tools, how, what to ask for a question. I sometimes find myself in, in sessions and I don't know why I'm asking the question that I'm, that I'm asking. Uh, of course, I know the intention and all that behind. I've done this over uh, 15,000 times. But the, the thing is that in that moment, I sometimes surprise myself afterwards, kind of like, why did I ask that question? I, because I saw something there. Or I felt something that I wanted to address, and uh, then it gets uh, you get deeper and deeper from from there, so to speak. Right. Yeah. Right. So hmm, go ahead. I was just going to say, and that you know your trust in your gut in that moment. Granted, mm. you know, with ethics and with right. with boundaries and so forth, but that trust in that gut is. Uh, almost planting the seeds of spontaneity and, and healing and so forth. And again, yeah. that, that all serves to create that kind of uh, positive, vibrant therapeutic relationship. Mm. No, absolutely true. Yeah. So before I ask Guy, what is one valuable free action that our audience can easily implement? Let me quickly say something to our audience here. If you're enjoying the show so far, please rate and recommend us to someone you think could benefit from the show. Thank you in advance for spreading the word. So what is one valuable free action that our audience can implement that will help also with that issue? Again, I think it's, it's learning how mm -hmm. to trust one's gut, to trust one's uh, instincts. And that takes practice. Mm. And it, it takes a, in a sense, a, uh, a willingness to understand how valuable each of us is, how valuable each of our unique qualities are. And oftentimes, you know, when we're talking about the therapeutic context, oftentimes that's not really in the discussion. Again, you know, I'll go back to myself and my own experience. When I was just starting out, I had this ideal of, Uh, what a therapist should be like. You know, I got my doctorate and I was like, thought that I needed to be a certain way and da, 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 da. And mm -hmm. all of that got in the way of spontaneity and creativity and connecting on a human level with a lot of my clients a lot of the time. And I'm not mm. saying that knowledge is important at all. It's crucial. But that other component of 
man, just allowing yourself and trusting yourself to be in the moment and, and to trust who you are and honor who you are is crucial and vital. Mm. Now you're speaking from, to a point that, you know, I, I have my clients also, you know, get to the point where they can identify themselves and allow themselves to be someone else that they want to uh, transform into. And it's really the identification at that last point or the last step that really gets them. And uh, from, from a um, therapist perspective, uh, of course, it's kind of like, you know, you have to really, I always say, you know, it's, it's about certainty comes first. If you know and certain are certain about yourself first, then confidence, you know, authenticity and all that comes automatically. Because mm -hmm. you're so certain about yourself and your truth and who you are, as you just mentioned, uh, then everything just, you know, evolves from that. And I think that's kind of like the best way uh, that you just uh, described and that I experience also uh, all the time with my clients. I just, I, I just the tool in that regard. Sometimes I just consider myself, I'm the questioning tool here uh, in the room and uh, I just ask the right questions at the right moment. Uh, from experience that, of course, you know, it, it's not kind of like happened overnight, of course. So it's really getting uh, getting back to the experience here, right? Yeah, I love that. And, you know, for me, when I look back, and, and even now, look, I'm not saying I'm some Zen master. I mean, this is an ongoing practice for me about, uh, you know, trusting my gut and honoring my gut, my instincts, and mm -hmm. again, not to completely uh, dispense with any kind of intellectual knowledge at all, but mm -hmm. to to value what it means to connect with another human being and and to honor that, that spontaneity and creativity again, which comes from allowing ourselves to be who we are and trusting that that is enough in that moment. Mm -hmm. And it's important also, I might add, because, you know, sometimes it's very emotional and to hold that space. And, you know, as, as you heard me at the beginning, I always in, make this introduction also in my session. So not that this is a session, but it's kind of like get so, so used to, to, to grant that safe and neutral space, you know, and invite people into it kind of like, uh, you know, it's just the foundation of trust, of mutual trust to each other and have, you know, that neutral space to allow emotions, whatever they might come up with. And uh, to hold that space, you know, in that moment, I think is a gift that, um, you know, you not only, you have to be open for that and allow yourself to embrace it in a way um, with all the tech, technical aspects of it, of course, but uh, to really uh, be there in the moment, coming back to the connection, to the human connection that you just mentioned. I love yeah. it. And I appreciated that you said that because it lets me know that you're respecting that, that that, that, that is an open space and a, and a um, uh, honored space. And that even sets me at ease, you know, Thank you. Thank you. I hope it helps a little. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you. So moving on to the next question. So what is one valuable free resource that you can direct people to that will help also with that issue? I think for, uh, you know, those individuals who are interested in 
uh, learning about therapy or trauma therapy. I mean, I have a free uh, uh, checklist on my website. People go by, people can get access by going to the traumatherapistproject.com. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a checklist of um, pretty much what we're talking about. Uh, so that would be very simple and, and free. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. And I will put the, uh, the link, of course, in the show description afterwards. Thank you. So what's the one question I should have asked you that would be of great value to our audience here? You know, I think the one question would be, Guy, why did it take you so long to realize what the hell we're talking about today? <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll tell you, it, it mm. was fear. You know, mm. fear about... Um, me not being enough, fear about me seeming as if I wasn't smart enough, fear about uh, me not trusting myself, you know, fear about not honoring um, my unique qualities and thinking that I had to, uh, for example, take in all this information and believing that, that that was alone was going to make me uh, an effective or um, uh, you know professional therapist at the time when I was seeing clients. Mm-hmm. It, it took me a long time, and it wasn't until mm-hmm. again till I started doing the podcast and started interviewing these seasoned therapists um, and learning about their errors and their mistakes that that they would share that it kept coming up again and again. Uve, that it wasn't so much about the interventions that they missed or the techniques that they didn't get right, but rather it was about themselves not allowing or them not allowing themselves to be present, to be Mm. open, to be vulnerable and to be authentic. Right. And that really kind of opened the door for me to even do more exploration into my own traumas and to even start more being able uh, and willing to talk about that. And that that really opened things up for me. Hmm. I think continuous, as you were just saying, continuous personal development and it's really a sign of great leadership. And I think it's remarkable what you're doing and being open about that and, and you know, sharing your insights in, in that. I think that's uh, what, what we need more in, in our leaders, uh, no matter where they are. Uh, in that regard, uh, you... You're leading away and sharing and talking about your fears can help others to recognize that in themselves and just uh, become at ease. Well, I appreciate you saying that, and I, I hope so, because um, I certainly know when I am watching someone or listening to someone and uh, and they're doing that, I'm like, whoa, okay, that, that just sets me at ease and it makes me feel that I can be okay, but also have these fears or have had these experiences. I mean, look, you know, and I know people don't get out through life without having traumas of certain degree. It's all on a continuum, right? right? We all have certain experiences that have been traumatic to a certain degree. And, um, I think as soon as we realize that we'll be able to help more and more people and more and more people will be able to uh, be helped and healed and, and, and thrive. Mm, Wonderful. Yes. So that brings us to 
my final question, and that's uh, my favorite one. When was the last time you experienced goosebumps with your family and why? <laughs> I think uh, the last time was when we uh, got in the car to move. We were moving from, recently, we moved from Oakland, California to Bend. We didn't know anybody here. Um, it was a, it was a, it was a major move and it was, though it wasn't so spontaneous, we'd been thinking about it for a year. It certainly did, uh, certainly was, and is continues to be very challenging. Mm. So I, you know, that model of challenging oneself and, and kind of, uh, listening to oneself and being somewhat spontaneous and creative, um, mm. gives me goosebumps constantly. Mm. So. Mm. Thank you. Thank you for sharing, guys. So, and thank you for our conversation. It was really a pleasure talking to you and appreciate very much your knowledge and your insights you shared with us today. Awesome. I appreciate being here. It was an honor again. Thank you. It's my pleasure. So thank you for listening. And as always, energizing results to you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on Apple Podcast, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at uve.corn.com.